Welcome to the Zill Informer Podcast. I am your host, Alfred Tabex, joined today by Darren, our resident uh, badass and editor. What's up? Andy can't make it today. He is uh, sicker than I am, um, and I'm, I'm not feeling too hot. So, uh, you know how they say, like, when couples get sick, like, when one person in a couple gets sick, the other one does? I think Andy and I share that kind of bond together. Um he might not see it I that think way. so, too. I'm a little jealous, to be honest. But, um, <laughs> just how things go, I guess. Yep. So, we are going to talk about Breath of the Wild today. Surprise, surprise, as no. we will probably do for a while on. Um, so, we're going to have a few short conversations about that. Then we're going to talk about E3, which I know is a little bit off, uh, a few months away. Uh, but we're going to talk about our expectations for that and what we hope to see, what we want to see. And uh, just kind of, just talk. We're just going to talk. Like we always do, with no real point. Um, it's a so, friendly, friendly conversation. <laughs> First off, we're going to talk about our progress in Breath of the Wild. Um, I sent off my Joy-Con yesterday to go get repaired, so currently I cannot play Breath of the Wild um, for a week or any of the other games on the Switch, uh, sadly, because I don't want to shell out $70 for a Pro Controller. Um, so Darren, you go ahead, and I'll, I'll say where I am after you. Alright, uh, I have completed the main story, uh, beat Calamity Ganon, all 120 shrines, completed the Hyrule Compendium, uh, currently have like 50 Korok seeds, which I know kind of sucks, uh, currently <laughs> in the middle of trying to get all those, my goal is to 100% the game, I am trying to do that uh, before the DLC comes out in summer, I think it's summer, uh, the first pack. But right now, I am chiefly trying to upgrade all of my armor, and that kind of sucks because I have to farm a lot of dragon parts, scales, um, horns, whatnot. Uh, but that is nothing compared to the crap that is getting a bunch of uh, shooting stars, star bits, oh, whatever yeah. the heck they're called. That's awful. I have I have like three. <laughs> and I can't I even find one. How many is it? It's like um, you need one at the beginning for each item, um, and then it, yeah, it's like 150 star bits to do the entire set with all the amiibo <sighs> costumes. It's rough. It's awful. It's awful. And you know, I think harvesting the dragon parts is hard because, I mean, it's just sitting there, waiting for the dragon to come by, and standing in a specific spot. But it's like the star bits are going to be the same thing, except there's no guarantee that a star bit will fly by. Now I know there is. A farming method uh, but there is it's still very time-consuming yes there is uh, I've seen like th two or three videos on it I think we put it up on the site actually basically you sleep eight nights yeah. or until there's a full moon stand in a specific spot and then when you see a shooting star come down go grab it then go back to that spot sleep eight nights and repeat until you have 100 and freaking 50 star bits Okay, so it's it's really time-consuming. Really, really uh, time-consuming. So. I thought that you could get them from Lynels, which you can. You can totally get Starbits from Lynels. However, that's 
even more time consuming. Kind of sucks. Yeah. I, uh, I've done, I think I talked about this already. I've already beat the main store, done all the shrines. I think I'm 72 Korok seeds in. Um, <clears throat> in terms of side quests, I, uh, I don't know how many there are, and I don't know where I am in terms of those. It tells you. Um, it, it tells you in the, in the Sheikah Slater, the quest log, or whatever the heck it is. Uh, it says, you know, 76 of however many shrines, shrine quests, or side quests completed. No, 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 I, I meant side quests in general, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the reason I know that is because, uh, I went to the see the number of shrine quests I had beat, and even though I have beaten all 120 shrines, I still have like four shrine quests that I haven't even found yet, which is a little mm -hmm. awkward. So. Yeah, that's a that's definitely a weird way to handle it. That you actually have to go, you have to go, uh, if post shrine completion and find it to be completed. Um, it's weird like that. But uh, I don't know how many shrines, or I know I've beaten all the shrines. I don't know how many quests I've done. Um, I've done a lot. Uh, there's some that I'm just having trouble with. Uh, Have you done the Terrytown side quest? Oh yeah, no, I finished that. That was probably oh, I know. one of the most yeah, satisfying. That was awesome. The ending to that with the weddings uh, is <laughs> is just so funny. Um, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's like the first wedding in a Zelda game, right? No, you have it in Majora's Mask. Oh, that's true. You're right. It's not like a full like attended thing. But it's it's still like they'd share masks and get the couple's mask and that's considered the wedding in, in uh Termina. Yeah, um, you're right. But I just that whole I just love the fact that everything has to end with sun and it, <laughs> I know. Oh, I, it's, I lost it's so it. Nintendo. Yeah. It was it was really good though. That was that was one of my it was a giant fetch quest, but it was still pretty fun. <laughs> Um, it's like for a fetch quest it was pretty fun and I lost it when he when he was like hmm find someone priest like and I'm like who would be priest like oh Bazora. <laughs> yep that was a that's one of, that I think that was what my favorite side quest my favorite shrine quest and pretty much everyone I can think of um, that has played the game to to get all the shrines would agree that even Tide Island is their favorite shrine quest um, mm, that was a good one. It was just, it, it felt, I mean, I don't know, it It felt like, somebody described it like the beginning of the game, like you're going into it with, you know, no idea of what to expect, and then, I'm not going to spoil it for you, because it's actually pretty fun if you haven't played it yet, uh, but it, it's it just re, it gives you the first, the feeling you got when you first played the game. Um, exactly. That's ex exactly the feeling I felt. Because, you know, I mean, right now, I've done so much of the game, contrary to what the percent counter says at the bottom of the map, but I've done so much <laughs> of the game. Uh, and, you know, it, it's almost like before I played the game, I was reading a review. I'm not sure which website this was on, probably IGN, GameSpot, one of those. The reviewer said... I envy the people who have yet to experience this game for themselves and will, are going to go into it for the first time. That's kind of what I'm feeling like right now. Uh, you know, the, uh, the Eventide quest brought that up because it's feeling like 
you're playing the game again for the first time. I, I miss that. <laughs> it was like a a one one day thing where it's like, yeah, I'm playing Breath of the Wild for the first time. I have no idea what to expect. And now I have all the shrines, all the armor. So, you know, I do envy those people who have yet to play the game. It's, it's, it's and that... The, 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 the Eventide quest kind of rekindled that feeling of playing for the first time. It's that sense of discovery that you don't really have if you've played the whole game over again. Right. Uh, or if you played the whole game already. Um, because... Like, if I, if I go back and play Ocarina of Time right now, and I walk out into Hyrule Field, I'm not going to feel the same way I felt the first time I did, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. I think that it's... It's also... The game makes you revisit so many locations and so many areas that you... As big as the map is you begin to learn it and you begin to know what it looks like and what to expect um, when you go to certain places and how to get to certain places. Um, mm-hmm. And so you you no longer have the sense of discovery. I mean, it's still there. There are there are things that I've, you know, like s- small hideouts and like small areas that I haven't been to yet um, that aren't really shrines, aren't really side quests. They're just areas that I haven't been to. Um, so there still is that sense of discovery. It's just not as vast as it was when I started the game for the first time. Right. Um, it's not to say that it's a bad game. Um, I'm just saying that you you don't have the same uh, sense when you walk out of the game um, after you've done so much that you did when well, you began. As with any game, really. I mean, once you've yeah, experienced yeah. a, a lot problem. of it, it's not new anymore. Yeah. And again, that's not a problem. That's not something negative um, to say about the game. Uh, it's just there, there is that that side quest, the, the shrine quest, really like re- takes you back um, mm-hmm. and gives you a sense of nostalgia for the game you're playing, which is. And, and here's a here's a positive to that um, point of you know you kind of get a feel for the map and you're not finding as much. I mean, even today, uh, as I was kind of going around exploring just because I was bored, uh, you know, I would find, I think I found some ruins with a Bokoblin camp there. And I'm like, oh, I, I do not remember this at all. I have not been here before. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of little areas like that. It's like, oh, here's this cave over here. I have never been in here. Or here's a little, here's a, another Bokoblin camp or a, a lake, you know. So, I mean, even though you get a feel for the game, in the in its map since it's so huge you're constantly discovering stuff even when you felt that you've already discovered most of what the game has to offer there's always more mm-hmm. there's always more side quests too like i think that i've found all the side quests and then i go somewhere and there's several more um yeah like i found one where you have to go find princess zelda's horse um which... yeah i have that one i haven't done it yet it's the horse is pretty awesome um next to opponents i'd say it's probably the best horse in the game okay because i I have the i have opponent and the giant horse too yeah the giant horse is a a sight to behold i accidentally carried that thing into battle with me so that's what i had during the ganon fight (laughs) (laughs) i had opponent yeah it was I, i wondered i wondered if it would give you opponent regardless or if it would use the horse that you just had out. So I guess that answers my question. Yeah, no, it uses the horse that you have when you get, like, that you have out in the world at that point. Um, And also, that's one thing that I really like about the game, uh, is that 
if you have a horse anywhere in the world, let's say that you were at Mount Hylia and your horse was all the way across the map, but you were right next to a stable. And all no, you had to do it's technically is... impossible because Mount mm-hmm. Hylia is on the Great Plateau. No, I know, but you were next to us, like, on the opposite side of the Great Plateau, like, not inside the Great Plateau, but next to it, there, okay. was, a, there, was, there was a stable, there is a stable, um, and you just paraglide down, and you can have them go get your horse and bring it to you. I know, um, I love it. If and you I want to stay so in that area. I was so I was panicked too. one day, because it was by Hiteno Village, I had Epona there, and... I had accidentally gone down this cliffside. It wasn't really a cliff; it was more of a hill. But we, she was stranded on this on the shoreline uh, because there was a lake right at the bottom of that hill, and there was no way to get out. So for like twenty minutes, I'm trying to bomb Epona like into the water <laughs> and have her swim. But each time she would just swim back, and so I'd try and push her, and it, and it wouldn't work. And then I caught another horse. And whatnot, and then I registered the horse, and then a while later, I'm like, oh, okay, well, we'll take Epona back into our care now. And it's like, really sweet? Oh, it feels so good. <laughs> and I also lost another horse before that, which I actually named Zaki, which if you don't, if anyone doesn't know who that is, um, it's one of the copy editors here, Zell and the former. And I was so sad because, like, no, I, I lost Zaki. That was, like, my first horse and not to mention the fact that it's named Zaki because we promised to name horses after each other. <laughs> and, and so, like, you know, I mean, it was almost like they were dead because you couldn't use them again. But I was so happy because we could get them back. But you could still bring back dead horses. I know, which is also good because I killed a horse for the first time yesterday. Did you kill it or was it I, I did not. It okay. was, I was fighting... Who knows what? I think it was Step Talus or something, or Stone Talus. I'm sorry, they changed it. But, and then and then the horse died, and I was so sad. Like I didn't think I would be sad until it happened, because up until that point, I had not killed a horse yet, or had seen a horse killed. I mean, I I beaten the game. I was just really careful not to put my horse into the way of danger. But sometimes it's unavoidable. Almost cried. Yeah. Every time, oh, sorry, after you resurrect a horse once, uh, you have to pay them an Endura Carrot each time to resurrect another horse. I know this because another horse died during a guardian battle that I was having. I had to go resurrect the horse because it was Zelda's horse, and it was the second best horse in the game. Um, What's, um, <clears throat> didn't you kill a horse? What was its name? You put it on Facebook. Jim- Jimothy. Jimothy, I know. I was so sad when I saw that. I'm like, oh, he killed a horse? I hope that never, ever happens to me. And then like a week later, my horse is dead. Fell down a mountainside, then I brought him back to life. So he could experience pain once more. (laughs) That's awful. I actually, I'm going to feel awful for saying this, but I intentionally murdered a horse today. I, I, uh, stole a horse. Yeah, I stole a horse from a bokoblin. And kind of just, like, ran it off a cliff to see, like, how far it would fall. Like, if it would disappear before it got... Because it was a pretty far drop. Wanted to see if it would disappear or not. Yeah. And I followed it down, and uh, it did not. It was screaming no, it... all the way down. 
<laughs> and it hit the ground, and I felt so bad. You're I know a I'm laughing. I know I'm laughing now, but I felt so bad because I mean, oh, it was awful. It, it didn't choose awful. it to be captured by the Bacoblins. You just killed it because <laughs> no. of its circumstance. Which, by the way, is another mechanic <clears throat> I love: stealing horses from Bacoblins. That's like the best. Fun fact: you can freeze horses too. Yes, I love turn them into ice (laughs) and Um, freeze the bokoblin on top too, so it's just frozen midair. Yep. So that's where we are in the game, killing (laughs) horses and looking for Korok seeds. Yep, Um, all nine freaking hundred of them. Side note: Whenever you drop a rock on the Korok's heads, they make the most adorable sound in the entire. Oh, I know. I know. (laughs) I just I discovered that by accident. It's just it's like, oh, well, don't need this rock anymore. Dropped it. And then the court's like, ah! And I'm like, oh, sorry. It's just like, that is un- unreasonably cute. I don't know why. I just think it's hysterical. We posted some fan mm-hmm. art uh, on the Zelda Informer Facebook page of Link dropping a rock on a Korok. And the Nate's caption was, every damn time. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> So let's talk about whether or not we think Breath of the Wild deserves its tens across the board, aside from yes, like the one or don't two. Don't even rates. talk to me. So you think that unequivocally it deserves a perfect score? There are no errors in it. All right. Well, here's the thing. Uh, I believe Nintendo Life went into a bit about this. Um, I personally would rate the game a ten. In fact, I did. I have a. A mini article going up in Switch Player Magazine this April. Uh, it's kind of like a mini review, and I give Breath of the Wild a ten because no game is perfect. I mean, there are some things in Breath of the Wild that annoy me. However, it comes as close to perfection as I think a game could. Uh, no one, you know, one person could say this game does not annoy me at all. It's perfect. Uh, it's the epitome of perfection. And another person could say, well, it has this one one or two things that annoy me. So it can't be perfect for everyone. And it's not 100% perfect for me, but I don't think any game can really, really reach that point. But it can get really close to it. And I think that's what Breath of the Wild has done. I think it deserves all the tens it gets. You know, whatever the 9, 9.5, sure, that's, that's great too. But I... I definitely think, you know, those outlets that say 10 out of 10, it's awesome, best game in years. I wholeheartedly agree with them. See, I want to. In fact, I think, not only is this my favorite Zelda game, that that is without a doubt a fact, that is my favorite Zelda game. I think this is my most favorite game of all time. See, I think, uh, and here's kind of where I fall on that one. I think it's the best Zelda game of all time, but I don't think it's my favorite still. I still think Wind Waker is my favorite, just because of the attachment I have to that game. Um, so you're, you're basically saying your your favorite is an inferior Zelda game. Yeah, it's not the best Zelda game. Okay. It's just my favorite based on different factors like um, attachment rate to the game, um, what I thought okay. about the overall characters and stuff, like just how I feel about it. Um, that's what my favorite is based that. off of. Um, I still think Breath of the Wild is the best Zelda game um, to ever come out. Uh, but I, 
And here's the thing, like I agree with you that it comes as close to being perfect as possible, but I don't agree that it should gotten tens across the board. Um, and the well, only it didn't. I know it didn't get them across the board, but it got near perfect scores everywhere. And so I'd I'd rank it about a nine or a nine and a half. Um, and not not because there are but like bugs in it or anything. I don't think I've actually encountered um, anything like that. Uh, I have. I definitely have. <laughs> I mean, I probably have. I just can't think of any specific instances right now. But um, I'd say my I biggest. I I just love it when I try and hit a moblin on top of one of the Bokoblin camps, and then the game freezes, and then unfreezes, and the moblin falls through the wood. That's great. I think my biggest complaint with the game. And this is just because I'm such a huge story uh, fetishist, if you want to call me that. Um, <laughs> is I I was I loved the story in the terms of the flashbacks and how it was told, um, very unique way, and is very well done. My one problem was with Ganon um, and his lack of a character. And I'm not going to really spoil anything, but there's really nothing to spoil in this in this sentiment. But like we don't you don't learn anything about him. Um, this is like basically aside from the flashbacks, aside from the other characters in the game, Ganon is what he was in the original Zelda game, um, and that was just a, a generic evil um, that was plaguing the land. Um, and from how the characters have progressed in Zelda games over the years, from you know even even just a link to the past, like that was a more complex Ganon. Um, and then we saw a Ganondorf who was a complex character in Ocarina of Time who had some sort of sympathy um, that you could feel for him. He was the only man in a Gerudo tribe that the Gerudo tribe were outcasts um, in terms of the, uh, the entire kingdom of Hyrule. So he felt justified in what he was doing. Um, of course, he was corrupted by uh, evil later on. But then you have him in... Wind Waker, the same kind of motive. You have him in. You have body in the Four Swords games. Um, like the the characters just get more intricate, and even in Skyward Sword, you've got Girahim and uh, Demise. That that they're not complex, but they have character and they have backstory to them. Uh, Ganon, and I said this last week or, or, or two weeks ago, um, is that Ganon felt the same way that I feel about a lot of Marvel villains. Like aside from like Loki, um, in that they're more they're mostly just used as a vehicle through which to tell the story, so they're not compelling villains. They're just a tool to expand upon the care the other characters of the game, um, and I was let down by that because again we've seen uh-huh. we've seen Ganondorf and we've seen Ganon and Demise um, take these like personifications um and so it's been a while since we had a had a boss or a main villain in a series that was just like an evil entity that didn't really think it was just instinctive and i mean that's still like you know that's that's menacing but it just seemed more of like oh well we have to beat ganon and because we're beating ganon here's like the story behind these characters it was more of a a look into the characters than it was an overall story um, towards like, well, why is what happened again and to make him this way? Well, he's always been this way. What happened before that? Well, we, we don't know. Like it's just 10,000 years this happened and it happened again, 10,000 years later, hundred years later, whatever. Um, and that was my biggest complaint 
with the story and I guess just with the game is 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 that one specific thing. Um, and again, I, I appreciate what they've done with the story. It's a very good story for a Zelda game. We haven't had one like this ever. Um, but there's always room for improvement, and I think that they need to improve on their villain um, in the the Zelda game, the Zelda series as a whole, um, going from here forward in terms of using Ganon or Ganondorf. Um, mm. That's just my opinion on that. that. That was my biggest complaint with the game. It's not. It's not something that's gonna like. Oh well, this game was originally a ten in my head, but now it's a four. No, it's it's still a great game. Um, that's just my biggest complaint with the game. Um, and so like I, I see where people are coming from and saying it deserves a ten. I think say it's the best game ever, best Zelda game ever. And I I think it's the best Zelda game ever. And it probably you know in my opinion it is one of the best games ever. Um, dwarfs Ocarina of Time in comparison. Uh, yes, Ocarina of Time sucks compared to Breath of the Wild. That's right, you heard it here first. I think Darren's been spending too much time with Nate, but uh... <laughs> no, I I I adore Ocarina of Time. I just wanted to say that I like Breath of the Wild so much better. Well, you it's it's almost an unfair comparison at this point because you look at these games and it's just so much more vast and it's so much more ambitious um, compared yeah, to the, te- got... the technology they had. Yeah, it's got technological advances. But before we get away from the Ganon topic, I wanted to say I have never, I had not heard that criticism until you just brought it up. Mm-hmm. So is that like a common thing people are saying, or is that? I don't just know. Like I don't think game? I've actually heard anyone talk about it. I might actually write an editorial on it. Okay, um, because I, to be honest, I I never really thought about it until you brought it up. Uh, I, I mean, I guess yeah, I did notice that. Okay, Ganon really doesn't have much of a. I mean, he didn't even speak at all, really. Yeah. So, my I know I, I guess I what, I when you this. said when you said it was kind of like he was in the first Zelda game, I don't know. If that's, that's actually a negative to me. It's kind of like a little charming like throwback. Like, yeah, Ganon's just this dude. He's evil, but I guess to the Zelda fan, like we know what he's done in the past. So, but someone who's just playing Zelda won't. They'll just be like, oh, this guy, Ganon, uh, he's evil. Yeah, but they spent enough time building up other characters for it to not make sense that the big evil that's supposedly been plaguing the land for 10,000 years or so doesn't have any, like, character to him. Yeah. Uh, that, that was, like... It's it's the same thing, like, like I mentioned the Marvel characters. Like, you look at uh, Mad Mickelson's character in Doctor Strange really wasn't, like... He didn't have a big part, and he could have been replaced with any character. Um, it wasn't didn't have to be specifically him, but he was a vehicle through which the story was told. Um, yeah. Iron Man one, Iron Man two, Iron Man three, same thing. Uh, the first Thor movie, second like most of them, aside from Loki. Like I said, he's the only one that's been given more of a concrete personality throughout the show, and we've seen him being built up a lot. That's one of the bigger criticisms with Marvel films is their villains are one-dimensional uh, vehicles through which the story is told. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it becomes repetitive and dry after a while. Um, and I, I would have liked to see more in terms of Ganon with the game, um, mostly because, again, I, I, I just want to... Like, after we have just seen Demise, we have seen the starting point of all the evil uh, in Hyrule. Basically, the Satan of this world. We go from a menacing character threat that that is smart and conniving and has a plan to 
Ganon, who is characterless and is just a, an amorphous like thing. It, it just felt more like a letdown, kind of like you get to the final yeah. boss and it's just nothing. Um, I I was expecting a little dialogue at the end. Yeah, and, and, to, and be, I, to be honest, I'm not sure how I would have felt about it though, because. I mean, you don't hear anything from him during the entire game, so him just talking them, I'm not sure if it would be weird or not. Because, I mean, he is just some weird thing that you see, like a, yeah. a, a weird beast thing. So I'm not sure how him talking would go. Like, it, it well, would have been nice to see maybe, like, a humanoid form, but we didn't get that. Well, it's kind of like how in Twilight Princess you had the fight with Zelda, then you had the fight with Beast Ganon. And then you had the fight with Ganondorf. Um, like the one-on-one -on -one fight on the horseback and then the fight in that ring. Um, and I agree. I was talking to John Moore about this a long time ago. Probably about it was sometime last year. Um, and he said that was one of his favorite scenes in any Zelda game. Um, and I, I pretty much agree with that. Like I think that that was such a, an amazing way to have a, a battle. Um, like on horseback and then in, in a field like that in a uh, enclosed space is just thematic and I really enjoyed that um, and I don't know why I had this like idea in my mind of like the perfect way that the story would play out and I knew that this wasn't going to happen like I knew that this was there was no chance that they were going to do this um, but I had like if I was writing the ending to Breath of the Wild okay I would have had a uh, like an old man just in the middle of of all of this carnage like in in that chamber um that you eventually reach and he's just old he's tired he's worn out like the he, one on top of the castle or the <clears throat> bottom just just like when you fight ganondorf this is how okay. again this is how the fight starts okay right when you fight and you get to um this point there's just an old man just like standing there or sitting there and, it's and he's the old just man from the great plateau no he's just tired and worn out and he's like my name's ganondorf and he's like like years ago i tried taking this kingdom um with this power and i succeeded but i never expected it to go this out of control and then he's like J i need you to end it and then you go into this fight with beast ganon and then eventually you have to put him down. And, like, I don't know Wait, why. Wait, so that's he's what I literally thought. like, I'm going to go into my other super powerful form so you can kill me. No, no, no. It's like that form has taken control. Like, it's gone out It's it's gone out of control. And it's like ruling. Wait, so Ganon and Ganondorf are living two separate entities in the Breath of the Wild. Well, kind oh, of. Well, in your canon. Well, like, kind of, but, like, it's more of a. It's a part of him that he's always had but it's it's taking over his rationality like the primal beast side okay. is taking over his cunning side and his like like rational side and i don't know why maybe i'm just watching too much anime but that's kind of how I, I wanted that to play out um that, that actually sounds pretty epic i wish that would have happened and then like he he's like he's in your arms and he's dying he's like i'm i'm, I'm so sorry for everything i've done and for all the things that i've done i never expected it to go this far and then that's how that's how his like that story ends, because I'm okay, still not well, a that, that's really deep. <laughs> I'm still not a hundred percent sure what happened at the end of the game. 
um, in terms of Ganon and Ganon, like, you know, how, how that ended. I don't want to go into any more spoilers in that. We already had a spoiler cast on that, too. Um, but it, it was unclear for us then. It's still unclear for me um, how that happened. How, uh, how was that unclear? I, I mean, I didn't listen to the spoiler cast, so. Well, did they kill him? Did they seal him away? No, um, they she... sealed him because Zelda literally says Ganon has sealed away. And then she says, for now. Yeah, but at some point she says this is like end, like this is the end of Ganon. He can no longer reincarnate, and so what? yeah, apparently that's what Nate and Andy uh, were talking about. Is that at well, some then point why, that, she that, says that doesn't that. make any sense. I know, I'm aware. So there, but there's some. She literally there. said that he's gone for now. I know uh, this. I I need to do some research. This is this is not good. Yeah, I, I thought that she just said that she's gone for now, that he's gone for now, but they, they think they heard something else along those lines. So I, I haven't figured that out yet. I haven't gone back for that. But uh, Cue the Breath of the Wild is the last Zelda game ever fan theories on YouTube. Yeah, that we'll, we'll see about that. Um, so we've talked about Breath of the Wild. We've talked about uh, favorite things and stuff. Let's talk about E3. It's uh, about three months away. Well, probably about two months away. Um, by the time you listen really. to this, um, yeah, I'll be on my hunt. I'll be leaving for my honeymoon the day it starts. Um, so we told Alfred that he should go to E3 for his honeymoon. Yeah, that would not have gone over well with my uh, soon-to-be wife, um, especially since she's really excited to go to Florida and spend time on a beach. But nice. Let's talk about E3 expectations, hopes, and dreams. Um, so uh, again, this is probably going to be focused around Nintendo because that's that's not that I don't care about anything else, but I've gotten significantly less liberal with my money as of late, being considerable like about how I spend it and stuff. So I've only got Nintendo consoles. Don't have a uh, PlayStation or an Xbox. So not that I don't care about those. I just can't afford to care about them. Uh, so let's. <laughs> I, can't, I can't afford to care. <laughs> I gotta use that sometime. That's good. <laughs> Physically, don't have the monetary power to care about. It's not that I don't care. Not. It's just that I can't afford to. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> but yeah, let's let's talk about uh, Nintendo's E3. Reggie said that they were going to have, or he's predicting that they're going to have a huge E3 this year. And uh, one of the things that we heard... I think he would know. Like, I, I think he would no, know he, for sure. A lot of the articles, like... I mean, I'm hoping that it's a big E3. Yeah. What I'm hoping that they do, and we, I think they talked about uh, how they were going to step away from directs and stuff uh, after Kamishima took over. Um, I'm really hoping they have a physical presence at E3, Beyond what they had last time with just a show floor, um, I really want them to step out on that stage, have a conference, um, like a, a physical conference with people, like they did with uh, the Switch conference, uh, albeit a whole lot better and not as cringeworthy. Um, like to, that, just to I start still off... feel sorry for that translator. <laughs> yeah, that was a, an interesting night for all involved. But I, I just want to see them do... I want to see the old Nintendo, considering that they're going back to more of their roots in terms of how games are made and played, I want to see that old Nintendo that engages with their fans, has 
stuff out in the open, kind of like a like you know when they did the robot chicken thing, um, or when they did the puppets or the Star Fox thing. I want to see that again, um, and I want to see that in a physical setting where they're up in front of people and they they can play it on the screen or whatever they want to do. But I'm really hoping that that's what we see, um, just to start off with. I'm not talking about games or anything just yet, but I, I want to see them physically there in a conference setting. Okay, sounds fair. I, I, I'd like that too. I personally don't mind the digital presentation, but uh, I would definitely like, you know, a more Sony or Microsoft-esque conference. Yeah. So what are you thinking game-wise then? Uh, game-wise, I've tweeted about this like, I don't know, three times in the past couple days <laughs> because I really want it. Uh, Animal Crossing Switch because I am a huge, huge Animal Crossing fan, and we will not talk about the disappointments known as Amiibo Party and Happy Home Designer, thank you. (laughs) Um, And, you know, with the Animal Crossing mobile game coming up, I'm hoping, you know, they'll be like, hey, here's a Switch game, and then the app and the game on Switch will, like, play nice with each other. And they'll be like, yeah, cool. I just hope that app doesn't suck like uh, Super Mario Run does. <coughs> Anyways, uh, Animal Crossing Switch, like traditional Animal Crossing, but better. Kind of like New Leaf was. Um, hoping for some Zelda DLC goodness. Maybe a trailer of some sort, because we really don't have that many details. Um, just some random, like, you know, new map mechanic, new dungeon. Like... Now that intrigues me, that new dungeon. Before it was like, eh, whatever, new dungeon. But now that we know what the dungeons are, it's like, well, how is this new dungeon going to fit into the story? Will it fit into the story at all? That's a whole other discussion. But, uh, so Zelda DLC trailer, or details. Heck, even a demo of the DLC, that would be great. Uh, Metroid Prime, please, maybe, maybe. (laughs) Metroid game. That would be great. Um, can't think of anything else that I really want. Oh, right, Hyrule Warriors. I want to see a Hyrule Warriors like definitive edition or Hyrule Warriors two, whatever. I just want Breath of the Wild Link in Hyrule Warriors and Groose. That's it. I, I just want <laughs> that'd be great. Let loose. I mean, Bruce. playing Hyrule Warriors on the go is great, but the thing is now that you have to do it on the 3DS and it sucks on the 3DS. Well, Except it's, it does. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's better on the new 3DS. Yeah, uh, but you know, playing new characters, better graphics on the go, that'd be that'd be pretty great. And Smash, mm-hmm. I, I I can get down for some uh, some Smash, whether it's Smash Four, Smash Five. Uh, you know, I'd be completely fine with like a Smash Four Deluxe Edition Director's Cut, whatever you want to call it, or brand new Smash. Doesn't matter to me. XD Director's Cut. XD Director's Cut and Knuckles Collection Definitive HD 3DI. <laughs> 3DI. <laughs> 3DI. That thing so, had yeah, more basically. names and titles than an off-brand Nintendo controller. <laughs> I remember oh, it was a while back in the staff Discord, which, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, you can join the official Zelda Dungeon Informer Discord channel. Just go to zeldaformer.com or zeldadungeon.net and click on the Discord button on the sidebar. You can join in in conversations with myself and other Zelda fans. However, in the staff chat, we were talking about uh, what the NX would eventually be called. 
and we were coming up with crazy names like new Nintendo Power Enhanced DX Deluxe HDMI DS, you know, stuff like that. And I mean, there would be like a paragraph of just the new Nintendo and then all these different add-ons and it would be so hilarious. But I'm glad we got Nintendo Switch and not that. <laughs> uh, in terms of what I want to see, I'd like, I like you said, I'd like to see a new Animal Crossing game. So just imagine, like any, ever since we had the Animal Crossing Plaza on the Wii U, and we could see like what they were like in a an HD type setting, I've wanted an Animal Crossing game because they have all of those models ready. Oh, same here. Yeah, Animal Crossing in. Not to mention the Animal Crossing minigame and uh, Nintendo Land. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Like, they have all those models there. Like, it, it's it's obvious that, like, they can do this stuff. But uh, we haven't seen anything from them. But I, I like there, and I'm holding out hope that they're going to have something that's compatible with the mobile game that's coming out. Um, yeah, that'd be cool. Don't know what As long as be. the mobile game does not suck. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm scared of. Andy, earlier today, I'm like, I hope the Animal Crossing mobile game doesn't suck. And Andy's like, well, to be fair, how can you muck up Animal Crossing? And I'm like, um, the last two Animal Crossing games that released. <laughs> <laughs> Saw that. Um, I'm hoping for more information on the new Fire Emblem game for the Switch. I'm hoping for more information on Fire Emblem Warriors. I want to see what characters are going to be in that game. What characters I can play as. Um, whether And I know I'm one of the few people in the world that likes this. But I want to know if the uh, the bonding thing is going to be there, where you can have like build relationships between two characters. Um, let's say, kind of like when you would choose one, two, or three characters in Hyrule Warriors, uh, playing with one, two, or three characters in uh, Fire Emblem Warriors. If they like, if two of them are compatible, they start having alternate conversations with each other. Um, I don't think that that's going to happen, but I really want it to. Uh, I, I want to see. The next Pikmin game, because Mimono has stated that the 3DS Pikmin game is not the Pikmin game that he was working on. It's not the one that he's finished up on. Um, which makes me happy, because I love Pikmin. And don't get me wrong, I have nothing against that side-scrolling Pikmin game. It just feels a lot like Chibi-Robo to me. The Chibi-Robo Ziplash. Um, which is not what I wanted out of a Chibi-Robo game. Uh, but I want to see that. I want to see, like I said, a new Fire Emblem game. I want to see more on Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, at the same time I also want to see more third party games uh, that they have planned um, maybe third party exclusives because uh, it's nice to have Call of Duty on the go on the Switch but I also want to see like oh well um, CD Projekt Red I know that that's not on their list but CD Projekt Red has released a exclusive game for the the switch or or we're getting prey on the switch or um just stuff like that uh would be nice i just want star wars battlefront 2 on the switch please yeah and there's been talks about rocket league on the switch um and stuff like that and rocket league great thing about that game is it's cross console compatible so you could play with someone on pc or um, what have you, and I'd love to do that on the Switch too, because my friends have it on Xbox. Um, but th- there's there's that kind of stuff that I want to see at at Nintendo Z3. I just really want them to give people like the Switch is 
selling out like crazy. Um, so I'm not doubting that people want it. I just want them to give, like, show people more reasons to buy a Switch and, and more reasons to want one. Uh, and, and another thing I'd like to see is them release a less expensive Pro Controller. Uh, like, cut out maybe the NFC connector, uh, adapter, whatever it is inside the controller. Um, maybe that'll knock it down 10 bucks and I could justify it to myself then. Or maybe even take out the HD rumble. Um, I don't know necessarily why you'd need that in that specific controller yet. Because the only game that really uses it is 1-2-Switch. Um, but I'd buy one without the HD rumble in it. Maybe that knock it down to $40. I don't know. I just think that $70 is a bit steep for a controller like that. Um, and I understand why it's priced that way. Don't get me wrong. I just can't justify it to myself. It's a uh, good controller, so, though. I mean, it's probably the best controller is. I've ever used. That's all a lot of people are saying. And I, I got to play with it at PAX when I played Breath of the Wild. And I was like, this is kind of how I want to play it. But I, I can't. I cannot afford it. Unless somebody um, else buys it for me out of the goodness of their heart. Um, <laughs> I will... If you can, I'll drive to meet you and give you a firm handshake um <laughs> take him out to dinner but, or something dang <laughs> but uh get him a just, cup of coffee it's just too expensive for me uh, so i want to see them release a cheaper version maybe with some of those features reduced because i was hoping um for the the retro turbo fighter pro controller that um retro fighters was releasing uh, it was, it was, I think it was an approved Nintendo third-party accessory for 30 bucks. It got pushed back two months, though. So I canceled my pre-order for that because I was like, nah, it's not going to happen. Rip. <clears throat> yep. And I figure if uh, all goes well within the next few months, I'll have plenty of money to buy a Pro Controller at some point. So uh, not too worried yeah, about that. Because, because your honeymoon isn't going to drain your funds at all. <laughs> That's not paid for by me. So, that's oh, that's okay. the nice part. Yeah, honeymoons aren't paid for by, by the bride and groom. I I know bride and grooms that have gone on honeymoons they paid for. Yeah, that's, apparently it's not proper. What? But what do I know? Oh. I'm a guy. I don't know anything okay. about weddings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anything else you're expecting for me three naked women? Um, anything like that? I be I mean I I would hope so, but um. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, um, I I mean, I doubt we're gonna see, you know, Nintendo hookers there, but you never know. Um, Nintendo hookers, officially licensed up. Nintendo hooker. <laughs> New Nintendo hooker. <laughs> Seventy dollars. Um, but they have HD uh, Rumble and NFC. <laughs> all right in all seriousness um i mean i'd like to see i know these are very very small things but i'd like to see physical releases for shovel knight treasure trove and ukulele because Mm -hmm. i i am eventually going to get shovel knight treasure trove on switch because i played uh the original shovel knight i played some of the plague knight campaign and I want like that's really, really good. It's a, it's a lot more difficult. Okay, because I, I tweeted Yacht Club and I'm like, "Yo, can we get like physical editions for the Switch?" And they're like, "Nah, fam, but maybe Treasure Trove." 
I'm like, all right, that's cool. <laughs> so uh, maybe maybe that will happen, and then ukulele, maybe physical edition, because I mean, switch storage. It's 32 gigs, even yeah. less, because in because I mean, it takes up some of it from the start. And I really don't want to buy an SD card. And plus, I'm a physical guy. I bought a Switch case that has like a gazillion different pouches in it for games. Yeah. And I want to fill those up. The only downloadable so, game I've things, got but is things I want to Switch. see nonetheless. Yeah. Um, I agree. I like the fact that Binding of Isaac got its first physical release on the Switch. Uh, yeah, I do like that. And they, they included like the <laughs> Zelda manual. I thought that yeah. was pretty cool. And the stickers, which I have... I'm using sparingly right now, but I have a few on the back of my laptop right now. Um, cool. It's it's nice. It's nice being able to have that and carry that around. Again, like you said, I have a case for my games and my Switch, uh, yeah. so I'm not uh, I'm not hurting for space for those cards. I really wish that they would release more games on them because I'm still as much as I like having all the games readily available on the console. Nintendo's consoles are not famous for having lots of space, and that 32 gigabytes will be used up almost as much, almost as easily as the Wii U's was, um, yeah. and which was terrible because you had to download extra stuff for Xenoblade Chronicle X, so that was gone in a, like a hurry. And you know what? Um, you know what sucked. The other day, I I want to buy uh, when it comes out soon. Uh, I believe it's called Lego City Undercover something. Yeah. I don't know. It's some freaking Lego game that everyone says is amazing, and I used to like Lego games, so I'm like, why not? Uh, Nate said it was pretty good. But then uh, the packaging uh, was shown online, and it said that even in the physical edition, that you would need a 13 gigabyte download, which was weird because it's like why have a why have a cartridge if you just need to have a, a 13 gigabyte download anyways but mm-hmm. so i was really mad but then a couple days later some guy from warner brothers told GameSpot, ign one of those places uh that is not the case so but <laughs> the e-shop the the e-shop oh <laughs> the case i get it but the <laughs> e-shop like lists uh I don't know. I was reading a Nintendo Everything article, and there was something on the eShop that indicated that too. So I think it was a twenty gigabyte download. Um, yeah. Because the game is a seven gigabyte game, is what I've heard. This is what I've heard. I'm not saying this is a fact. The game is a seven gigabyte game, and then the download's thirteen gigabytes, but that the download on the eShop was a twenty gigabyte download. Um, yeah. And again, that's something a lot of like that. And, and and this is weird because. Even the Wii U released with a 64 gigabyte version, the Switch didn't. Uh, and as you know, SD cards aren't cheap. I've got a, another 32 gigabyte one in there already, um, but they're not. You know, 32 gigabyte SD cards, 30 bucks. If you I wouldn't want. even bother with another 32 gigabyte SD card to be honest. Yeah. I mean, at least 200. Mm-hmm. No, I ha- I just had this one. Oh. Okay. I didn't go out and buy one. No. I've got a bunch of SD cards from like cameras and stuff that I that I just don't use. Nice. Um, I, ha- I have like one micro SD card. It's in my phone. Yeah. Um, and I typically buy micro SD cards anyways because it always comes with a bigger SD card plug-in. Uh, so if you need the micro SD card for something, you have it, and you don't have to worry about not having the right sized one. Um, but it still would be nice to have more space. I, I guess it's a size thing, I don't know. Um, 
it's what I'm going to probably just chalk it up to and stop talking, stop complaining about it. Um, because, like, I mean, you can get, like, a 64 gigabyte or 128 gigabyte iPod or something, but, you know, those are freaking expensive. And I guess they want it to be more consumer affordable and thin and small enough for it to be portable. Um, I guess. I don't know. I, I'm spitballing, shooting in the dark, trying to justify Nintendo's weird decisions. Buy physical. <laughs> I'd say help GameStop stay in business, but uh, I don't know if I want that. <laughs> yeah, I think GameStop actually said that they're on the decline right now. Yeah, they're, even they're though, closing a lot of stores. Even though the Switch kind of helped them along a bit, but they said that they were kind of kind of going spiraling downwards. Well, they've put a lot of money in a lot of really bad places. Like, mm-hmm. I, I know that the Game Trust is like their their big thing now. In, in publishing but the way that they shelled out stuff for uh song of the deep was like fiscally irresponsible um in ways that i don't think i've seen a company uh do something like that unless it's the company called the united states of america um Ooh. but uh we're still we're still getting political after the last podcast <laughs> i guess but uh, it the way that they handled song of the deep was handled poorly because they made all the copies uh, the physical copies um, for the different platforms. They, they did the download codes, that's fine. But then they were like, okay, let's make shirts, mugs, keychains, a pop figure, a, a special edition pop figure, and let's have these mass-produced. Like, thousands upon thousands of them just distributed everywhere. So we have that much faith in this game. And then they did zero advertising for it. Um, and so you're like, what's this game? Why do I want it? Why are there shirts for it everywhere? Uh, and it didn't get it wasn't like that great of a game either I haven't played it but I've heard a lot of reviews on it it's like baby's first metroidvania game uh, since uh, I think Greg from kind of funny um, and it's not it's not bad or anything I'm just saying like when you're that confident in something that you have no reason to be that confident in you put all your cards on the table for it and I don't know how much you really deserve to stay in business. Plus, the way you've been treating your employees the past decade. Ooh. I mean, you're you're setting yourself up for failure, GameStop. GameStop they, uh, rant. Yeah. <clears throat> Not a lot of people. I don't think I've ever actually ever heard of a positive experience from someone working at GameStop. <laughs> Which wow. is uh, not a good thing. You typically don't want to leave a job with uh, bad impressions, but... Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens in the future. Um, this is kind of what happened to Blockbuster. I know that's a dated sentence because probably a lot of you listening either don't know what it is or you remember it fondly enough to, to know what it is. But, uh, yeah, that that was a uh, went the same way. And it's not because of... I don't think this is because of people aren't buying physical games. I guarantee you they still are. Uh, I just think it's a lot of the decisions that GameStop has been making, um, especially with their Circle of Life program, which is just a bunch of BS it's uh it's interesting and I, I can't wait to see where this where this goes because then we're gonna see places like probably like best buy um and i guess other other video media outlets uh pump up their their game sales and they'll probably have more exclusives and um there's that but i think there's also the fact that a lot of people are just ordering their physical copies off of amazon with next day shipping so All right a lot of factors can probably have, leading to the downfall of GameStop. Can, can we have the banner for this uh, podcast just be 
a cutout of you and then the GameStop logo and then just like in big block letters rant <laughs> I don't know I don't want to make a render of myself I hate the way I look <laughs> see self-conscious Alfred there <laughs> although I am pretty proud of the the render of Colin that I made for the last podcast yeah every time I, I uh, type in zelinformer.com I see Colin's beautiful face and that very offensive tweet I love it <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm proud of how that one turned out um, in terms of the banner there's some discussion on that too that uh, it got it got a little heated. That's okay. It's <laughs> raw human. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's all I've got for today. What What do you think? Got anything else to say? I think that um, Lionel suck. I, I the only reason I say that is because <laughs> I spent like the past couple days grinding Lionel's to upgrade the barbarian armor, and I finally got a pattern down, so they're not as hard. They're actually pretty easy now, but legit harder than calamity ganon like i beat calamity ganon like that you know whatever but taking on a line yeah. nah, that that took a while i noticed that i was like calamity ganon was super easy didn't really take any damage didn't die but de- beating a lionel is one of the hardest things i've done in a zelda game ever <laughs> aside from that stupid beaver race of majora's mask <laughs> stasis plus really helps stasis plus and any sort of arrow that is not a regular arrow. <clears throat> Stupid beaver race is giving me PTSD. <laughs> PTSD from a freaking beaver race. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I wanted that bottle, okay? 100% of a George mask every single time. And I have to do that <laughs> stupid bottle race. Oh. Goodness. I was about to say, I'm glad there's nothing that frivolous in this game, but you have to collect 900 Korok seeds in order to complete the game 100%. <laughs> oh, not as, still not as frustrating as 100%ing Breath of the Wild with the freaking compendium <laughs> and 900 Korok seeds. Yep. But yeah, we're just ranting at this point, so we'll uh, we'll cut it there. But we will see Sweet. you guys next week, I hope. If my mic I stays. got it. There's Alfred, put Nintendo hookers in the banner. I'm not going to look up hookers <laughs> to put in a banner Just Google the podcast. See what comes up. No, I'm good, you know? Okay. <laughs> I'd draw a stick figure hooker before I did anything like that. Do it. <laughs> okay, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Okay. So All if right. you saw a weird stick figure in the banner and you were wondering what that was, now you know. It was a Nintendo hooker. <laughs> oh boy. Where's my life going? I don't know. Alright. We'll see you guys next week. Alright, see ya. Bye.